Why do chicken coops only have two doors? Well, it's because if they had four doors, they'd be a chicken sedan. Welcome to Small Business Celebration. We're continuing our series on spring from COVID. And our guest this week, well, she is happy to make your business a part of a whole you. This is Small Business Celebration. Join us as we learn from successful business owners and successful business leaders about who they are, from where their business has grown, what they have learned, and where their successful business is going. I'm your host, Michael I. Roberts, and we're gonna learn something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. Welcome to Small Business Celebration, and our guest this week is Anna Marie Frank, the owner of Happy Whole You. Welcome to Small Business Celebration. Thank you. Thanks for having me. For visioners who don't know who you are, who are you, and what is it that you do? <laughs> My name is Anna Marie, and I own Happy Whole You. I'm a doctor of traditional naturopathy and a brain health professional. Um, so what I do is I just ultimately help increase people's brain function, decrease body inflammation, and I use high-tech pieces of equipment to do that as well as holistic health modalities, old-school Chinese medicine practices. So I kind of combine the old with the new to help people. If you're watching this on YouTube, you'll notice there's all kinds of great stuff in the background that we have here. And if you haven't been to visit here at Happy Hole, you've got to check this out. This is, a, this is really, really neat. And as a selfish plug, Christmas is coming up. Or Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Ramadan. There's some great gifts here for that special someone coming up this holiday season. So make sure you invest in yourself and the ones you love. And I have to ask you, Anna Marie, what possessed you to open Happy Whole You? Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so ultimately, I struggled with my mental health since I was a lot younger. Mm -hmm. And I went on this journey to heal my own brain after um, Western medicine didn't really help me, right? There's no one size fits all for right. everybody. Mm -hmm. And so I went on this journey to find natural ways to increase my brain function, uh, decrease my body inflammation, get my brain functioning at its highest and best level. Right. Um, and I did that over a period of time and I wanted to share that with other people. And fast forward over the decade that I worked on that, right. technology has just really ramped up. And sure. so there are other services that we can offer that can help get results a little bit quicker. But then when you combine those with old school Chinese medicine and holistic health modalities, it's like this layering effect that is really, really powerful. So if I can ultimately help you become a more happy whole you, that just like drives me. So I just, I wanted to open it to help our community because there's nothing like this in Bakersfield. Now, for those of us that are not familiar with the holistic medicine, Give us a brief overview, what is holistic medicine in the traditional sense? A lot of our practices go back to ancient India, go all the way back to China, but ultimate, think of it this way, we all have a foundation of health, mm -hmm. and that foundation of health can get little potholes in it. <laughs> That's an understatement. <laughs> right? So in natural health, we look at one, building your foundations of health, mm -hmm. and we use herbs, right? Herbs are medicine. We use sunshine. We use sleep. We use nutrition. We use 
our relationships, right? A lot of times people forget the relationship aspect of financial wellness. So we encompass all areas of wellness and then we find out really where's your foundations of health and how can we fill those potholes and build your health up. You also mentioned that technology has really ramped this up and, and how so? Yeah, so I mean, there's some technology like um, electromagnetic stimulation for the brain. Now that sounds so freaking scary. So we well, you know, I think of Frankenstein <laughs> and the bolts of lightning and more power eagle, right. but that's not it. No, so really it's CES. So CES stimula stimulation, you put them on the ears. What does CES stand for? Electromagnetic stimulation. There you go. Yes. Okay. So we put them on the ears and it gives just a little pulse to the brain. This technology has been around for years mm -hmm. and it's actually um, psychiatrists can actually write a prescription for these units, but right. insurance doesn't pay for it. Right. Right. Because they're like $300, $600. But they are FDA approved and shown to help with anxiety, depression, insomnia. Hmm. So this is a natural you know, modality. And if we think about anything electric, like our bodies are electric first, right? right. Like we're energy first. If you go inside every single cell till you can't go anymore, right. there's only energy, right. right? So the big thing that we do is we combine energy therapy as with what we do. So we use frequency therapy. Um, and so we're using like our biocharger machine. Again, all this stuff probably is gonna sound foreign <laughs> sure. to a lot of your sure. listeners. Um, but if you look up the biocharger, it is a frequency generator machine. Um, and so we're just using frequencies and energy to restore the body and the tissue and how it's vibrating, right? Mm. So everything in your body vibrates at a very specific frequency. Right. And sometimes that is not the case, right? When we're ill, when we're not doing well, not getting enough sleep, we're under a lot of stress. Um, and so we can go in and we can help literally raise the vibration and the frequency in your body with some of these um, machines and technology. And this technology goes back all the way to Nikola Tesla, Albert Einstein. So this isn't like new technology, but right. it's actually been put in, um, you know, these machines that are affordable now for a business to purchase. Whereas mm -hmm. back in the day, you know, one machine costing 300, 400, $500,000 is right. like not really sustainable for a small business. Right. So that's, what's been really great is the cost of this technology has really come down and it's now you connect we can access it, right? right? Whereas, you know, these billionaires have a lot of these machines in their homes. Right. Um, you know, the average person can now have access to them. We are going into the most hectic and stressful time of year for most people. Yeah. When you combine the, the everyday life of owning a business, and then you add on top of that all the family and social commitments of the coming holiday season, being able to relax, decompress, and more importantly, <laughs> sleep <laughs> is important. And what are some of the things that you can do for the business owner that will help them get their rhythms back, be able to help them sleep better, help them knock off some of that stress, even if it's only for an hour? Yes. So one of our business executives love to come in and there are two pieces of equipment that I see them utilizing the most. One is our ThetaPod, and it is actually a 30-minute therapy, and it ultimately puts you in a meditative state. Mm. 
we all know we should be meditating and clearing our mind, right? <laughs> and, At what time? At <laughs> 3.30 in the morning? <laughs> and we all know that that can be very challenging, right? Because right? we have right. all these thoughts and things that come in. So a lot of the technology we use, especially in the theta therapy, it helps literally stop your brain from all these thoughts and we force you in this meditative state. It takes mm. about 30 minutes and you feel like you just had a three hour nap. Um, and so it really allows the brain to relax, restore, which allows your body to restore. Um, and then our medical grade sauna is another big favorite. So that is different than a sauna you get at the gym or you'd buy at Costco, has three levels of infrared light in it, um, very healing, decreasing body inflammation, um, lowering the blood pressure, which is important, right? right? right. Um, and so you step out of there and it's just like this clean heat that you just feel very restored, helps with mitochondria function. So um, ultimately for our business owners or business executives, they come in for 30 minutes to an hour, a couple times a month, and they just get restored from a cellular level. Very important. Now, when we come back in the next segment, we're going to talk about something that is very stressful for a lot of business owners, which is the economy is opening back up and we're thinking about expanding and growing. And Anna Marie <laughs> has a wonderful example of what to do and what not to do when we get in the next segment. But before we do that, if the business owner wants to give you a call or get in contact with you to figure out how can I get that three hours of sleep in one, yes. how, how do they do that? <laughs> they can always email me at info at happyholeyou.com. Mm -hmm. uh, and on... it's happy whole, W-H? Yes. O-L-E? Yes. Okay. So we all want to be happy. Uh -huh. And to be happy, you must be whole. Right. And that choice is completely up to you. <laughs> So happyholeyou.com. Um, and then they can also Instagram, Facebook, reach out to us there. And, uh, and what is the address of where we're at? 2611 F Street. So we're right downtown in Bakersfield. And if you like Small Business Celebration, go ahead and like, subscribe, and notify, and leave a comment. One of the reasons we're here talking with Anne-Marie is I've been inundated with Instagram requests to interview this very lovely <laughs> lady here. And so here we are, and we'll be right back with how do I expand my business without shooting myself in the foot when we come right back. Your face is your brand. Portraits are important because you need to be the face of your business. Whether you're the business owner, you offer a product or service, you need to put that out there. It's the representation of your company. You can find Red Crane Portraits online at redcraneportraits.com. I'm also on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. You can call us at 661-243-0931 or you can email me at shauna at redcraneportraits.com. Your face is your brand, so call Red Crane Portraits today. We're here with Anna Marie Frank, the owner of Happy Whole You, and our visionary questions comes from Aldana who asks, our business is growing, we're trying to decide about opening a second location. What have you done that works? And what do we need to watch out for? <laughs> that is a very powerful question. Don't step in that landmark. <laughs> yeah, so what's interesting about Happy Whole You is we actually have, we grew to four locations. Oh, okay. And then now we are back down to two locations. So okay. during COVID, two of our locations um, in different states, we actually sold to doctors. Okay. Um, and so what I learned in that process, number one is you have to set boundaries around your your brand to protect it. Awesome. 
Well, one, first and foremost, you need to be very careful who you align yourself with. And, uh, you know, as a business owner, no one is going to do it like you do it. Right. Right. We all know that. But at the same time, you're only one person. Mm. So it's, it's learning to let some things go. Um, and then also knowing what your highest and best are and staying in that lane. Mm -hmm. Um, and really when you align yourself with someone else, you just want to make sure that they have the brand's best interest in mind. And there's, I don't even know how to explain it, but it's really aligning yourself with that other person and making sure that you're on the same page. Mm -hmm. And how, how do you do that? Communication is the most important thing. Is this something that you do in person or how, how do you, because for, for those of us that are introverts, <laughs> we're, we find this fascinating because we, we don't know how to do it. So how, how did you Well, did you first and foremost, you want a good lawyer to write things up. <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough. So not going to lie about that. So, yep. yeah, so you have, um, you know, I, I changing from the three locations to adding the fourth and then going back down to the two, that fourth location that we just added, um, really getting clear with my lawyer on, you know, what the expectations are of that location, what, you know, and the biggest things of what not to do. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and then communicating with that other person that's running it. Mm -hmm. And, um, that is, emails, that is text messages, but most importantly, that is on the phone. And it's very important to ask the person questions. Like, you know, how do you see this working out at your location? How does this sound to you? Mm. What are you envisioning with X, Y, and Z? Mm. Because when you get, instead of just demanding and saying, okay, things need to be done this way, this way, and this way, right? Like I could tell you how to go, to go run a mile, right? But right. how you run the mile may be different than the way I run the mile, right. right? And you decided to go left and around that way. And I was like thinking in my head, no, you're supposed to go right and around that way. But I never said that, right. nor did I get your take on how would you do this? Right. So I think it's just important to understand where that person's at what their expectations are and what their plan is mm. and then meshing that with yours and then if they say oh well i was thinking of doing blah 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 or i see this happening this way you know your response could be like okay well i i actually envisioned it this way so now that we have both of these how do you think that this is going to work right so it's just communicating and asking questions asking questions is so important is it okay to say no uh, yes. <laughs> well, it, on the surface, it seems like it's yeah. a silly question, but you're right because a lot of business owners, they so badly want to expand yes. and they have worked so hard yeah. to get to that point when they finally find that person that's willing to help them expand. They're almost afraid to say no. Yeah. And sometimes we can get so excited that we think we found that person that we right. jump into it way too soon. Mm. I have done that. Okay. <laughs> right. So it's, it's actually slowing down to move fast, mm. right? You want to make sure you take the time before you get into business with somebody else or, you know, have someone else run because happy hole you is actually it's trademarked. So people will use that trademark. I'll consult with them on how to best practices for the business. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, they have, um, you know, these guidelines of what they can and cannot do. Um, but there is, free range for them to do a variety of things, right? Because they're going to run that 
happy whole you location how they see fit right right but they're staying within these parameters um the first couple that i opened there were not very well defined parameters there um uh. so that that makes a difference but yeah we can get excited and want to like oh yeah because in our minds we assume that other people are going to do things as effectively or work as hard as we are or right. you know you can go down the list um, and at the end of the day again we are all so unique as we are and there's no one else that's going to be able to duplicate you right, right? so how do you help that person set them up for success allow yourself not to feel disappointed and you kind of have to bridge that gap that is also part of the reason that you yourself started this business is because you felt yourself needing to get some of those holes filled within your psyche, mm -hmm. in your person. Oh yeah. Take us a little bit through that because you know it's one thing to have a business that's holistic and it's another thing to actually experience yourself and want to share it yeah. with other people. Yeah, so most people don't know that I struggled with depression. Mm. Um, starting about in high school, mm. I would say about my junior year. And there, and if you looked at my life, you would be like, what? <laughs> she's You're, perfect. She's depressed. What? <laughs> like just, I mean, I, among all my great accomplishments and everything, I, I don't, I, I didn't understand like why I would feel that way. And then mm. I would feel like, you know, you can't say anything, right? Because look at you, like, look at your accomplishments, look at everything. Like how, how could you say you're depressed? And I didn't really define it as depression in high school. Right. And then once I got into college, um, struggled more. And then even when I became an, an adult, <laughs> use that one you, loosely. You, you have grown up, right? I think so. <laughs> um, but I mean, when I, I'll say when I entered my profession, right. right um, things really went down. Mm -hmm. And the thing about depression is, a lot of times you are saying, well, if I just get this, I'll be happy. If I just have this doctor write me this prescription. Oh, if I just, it's always like, if I just, if I just, right? right. Like you're, you're trying to, you're searching outside yourself to find these things that are going to fix you within. And so along my journey, there was nothing that I found that was going to fix me within by going out and just expecting something outside of me to fix me. It took literally me going in word, right. <laughs> going deep in my own psyche and um, starting to rewire, I call it rewiring my brain, reprogramming my brain mm. and starting to shift my narrative that was going on in my head. Now that combined eating good, that combined exercising, that combined, you know, meditation and doing some of these things that um, we now offer at Happy Whole You, um, you know, frequency therapy, things like that. And it took a period of time for me to, I'll say, get out of that funk, but that funk like lasted like a decade. Right. Um, and so it's just been a journey to be able to do that. And um, now I'm forgetting what you asked me in the first place. <laughs> it's quite all right because what you've also described through this whole process is your own personal growth. And, and this is something that's very important because there's a lot of people who are afraid to admit 
they have yeah. a problem. Yeah, and you know what? Um, I do see a lot of business owners or business executives, and I will tell everybody first and foremost, everybody has their insecurities. Everybody has their stuff, right? Like, and it it's not, you shouldn't compare yourself to other people, right? Like I was doing when I was younger, it was like, oh no, but everything looks good on the surface. So don't say anything. Don't complain. Right. And it's like, here's the thing is like, we all have our stuff that we're going through and you know, it could be, and I talked to you about this on the phone. So (laughs) I believe that physical ailments that are happening within the body. A physical ailment can be depression, anxiety. Um, I don't believe depression and anxiety should quote unquote be a diagnosis because I don't think it's the end. I think there's something below that. There's a root cause of that, right? And diagnosis are usually a root cause of something or they're supposed to be. So we have emotional blockages that we store within our body. I believe that every physical ailment that we have is rooted from an emotional blockage, whether that's an emotional blockage you inherited through lineage or whether it's your own stuff in this lifetime that you've experienced. Um, And a lot of times people don't realize, um, like for example, if someone's having a lot of anger issues, there's parts of the face that you can actually, other than them looking angry, that you can see the liver on their face. You can see in their eyes any liver challenges or disruption. Um, and then you can actually do blood work sometimes and you can see that your liver isn't functioning at its highest and best level. And if you have a deep rooted issue with anger, well, okay, so we got to work on not only the physical aspect of the liver and, and supporting that sluggish liver, but we also have to go to the emotional and the energetic side. So I think that a lot of times we're missing the emotional and energetic side and people will continue to feel depressed, continue to have anxiety and have these physical symptoms and they're constantly going to fix the physical symptoms, but they're not going in to look at the emotional or the energetic aspect of that physical ailment, if that makes sense in the Western world for us. (laughs) Sure, sure. Right? What was your emotional blockage? that you had to work through? Oh God. Well, I have so many, there's so many layers. So one of the things ever since I was a child, I always thought I wasn't good enough. Mm. Okay. I mean, I was, I've had some great accomplishments in my life. I'm very proud of the woman I am today. And like, when I look back, if I were to write my eight year old self a letter, like it makes me cry, right? Like, cause that eight year old would be like, wow, you are so amazing, right? That's why I always encourage clients, like write your eight year old self a letter of all the things you've accomplished and they will think you are the biggest, awesomest person in the world. Like you're such a great role model. Um, so now I'm losing my thought again. I get, I get emotional when I think about that. Anyways, um, so it's like, you know, you, all the things that you've accomplished thus far um, have some have somehow been shadowed by an emotional blockage. So mine was, I never thought I was good enough. And I didn't, when I wrote my book called Stop Bullying Yourself, that voice inside your head that tells you all the things, right? I didn't know if it was something that I inherited through lineage or if it was something that happened to me. But ultimately, there was this repetitive thought, you're not good enough. You're not good enough. People don't like you. People don't like you. I felt that since I was a child. Why would I be thinking that as a child? That's not a normal thought for a child to have. So that is something that I feel that was imprinted within me. And what's interesting, as I've done a lot of this work, the ages zero to two kept coming up with work that I've done as 
and I can't remember age zero to two. So I had to go to my mom and I'm like, mom, what happened at age zero to two? And she's like, oh, nothing. I don't know. I don't know. And then I asked her again, probably like six months later, mom, I need you to tell me what happened from age zero to two. And she started crying. My mom had postpartum depression. I was the fourth of five kids. She didn't want me. I was a very good child. So she would actually, um, be breastfeeding me and I just was happy and I'd fall asleep and I wouldn't, I wasn't getting enough food as a child because I was very content. Um, and so she actually took me to the doctor. The doctor said, if your daughter doesn't gain weight, then we're going to have to turn you into CPS. Like she needs to be gaining weight. So there was like things, you know, that I look back on. And as a mom, of course, I'm just like, oh my gosh, because I had postpartum depression with my son. Right. So these things, these emotional things we can pass on to our children. These are things that we can experience. Right. So not only was my mom depressed when she was pregnant with me, right. Having, and I've struggled with depression, but also she had this feeling of regret and, oh my gosh, I have a fourth child. And it's not that she didn't want me, right. It's not me. It's just like, one more child, one more kid to feed. Um, and so it's just interesting when you do the work because now I can go to that voice inside my head. Um, I do these visualization techniques with my clients where we literally go back in time on, uh, if you were to like think of a tape, right? The tape, the role of your life. And we go back in your movie of your life and we shift and we change and we implant a different message, right? So today I am good enough. I'm, I'm doing just fine. Right. And, um, you know, and then I always remind myself, like if a client isn't ready to receive what I have to offer, I always remind myself, you know, they're just not ready yet. And that has nothing to do with me and my worth. It just has everything to do with them and where they're at in their life. Right. That's why it's important for me to meet my client where they're at versus putting, you know, my expectations of where I want them to be and where they should be and all that, because that's not for me to decide, right? It's my job to support them on their journey. So, so yeah, so these emotions can get embedded. And I mean, I've worked with clients that have same thing and we go back and it's like, oh my gosh, when I was eight with my dad, this happened. And so we go back and we, we change that narrative for them. And we'll be right back. We have one episode left of season three here on Small Business Celebration. And it's because of visionaries just like you. So if there is somebody, someone, something you'd like to learn about, make sure you reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. And even if it's a bad dad joke, yes, today's bad joke also came from Visioner Carlos, who sent that one in. So yes, you can blame him for the bad dad joke. So go ahead and keep reaching out to us on LinkedIn. Facebook, and Instagram, and let us know what we can serve up to you for who you want to learn about, things that you want to learn about, and of course, the bad dad joke. I'm here with Anna Marie Frank, the owner of Happy Whole You, and our vision or question comes from Nick who asks, I find myself constantly dealing with incomplete information, and I have to make the final decision based on lack of information for my business, and it keeps me constantly awake at night. How do you manage to do this? so you can sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we've been doing this, all businesses have been doing this for years, right? right? We don't know what's gonna happen right. three months from now, six months from now, and then pile on top of COVID, COVID on top of that. A lot of people aren't sleeping well. 
All right. the more reason to come into happy. <laughs> right? Fair enough. Yeah. So um, I think it's important to be conservative with your numbers. Right. Right. Like try not to under project, try not to over project mm -hmm. um, with things. And I think that you just got to go with your gut and you have to ultimately like just quiet down and listen to yourself to decide, you know, how should I move forward? A lot of times we're making decisions based on emotional things that are going on in that moment. And that's where like you, you know, sleep on it. There's a reason people say to sleep <laughs> right, on it. Sure. Right. And then the other thing is too, is like, you know, it's not life or death. Hmm. If we go back, everything is fine. It's not life or death. I mean, that's the thing is we got to like, we get in this heightened state. And so here's the thing, give you a little bit information on the brain. Sure. So when we get in this heightened state, it's called fight or flight. Mm -hmm. And that's where your limbic system, your amygdala in your brain is like taking over. And when that's happening, it literally cuts off access to your prefrontal cortex, which is your executive thinking, executive oh, functioning of the brain. Sure, right. So if you have a big decision that you need to make and you don't have all the answers, because, mm -hmm. well, none of us do really. But <laughs> I'm sure. honestly, like take some time to breathe, meditate, and then make that decision in a clear space where it's not an emotional decision. That's the best advice I can give someone because we all, we are all dealing with it, especially with COVID. We don't know what's going to happen. And so you just do the best that you can. You have a podcast. Yes, I do. And so what is the name of your podcast? Happy Whole You, the Happy Whole You podcast. What is it that you guys discuss on your podcast? Oh, it's a variety of things. Um, we talk about all the way from plant medicine, all the way to how your brain's functioning, to just mindfulness when you're eating, and I have a variety of different guests that come on. Um, we talk about, you know, lately with COVID, you know, zinc, right? Mm. I mean, oh, go take zinc. Well, what form of zinc do you take? Sure. People don't realize there's different forms of zinc. And I'm not talking about a pill form or a liquid form or a powder form. Right. I'm talking about, you know, if you have zinc oxide on your label, just throw it out. It's trash. You're not going to absorb it. Right. So right. the different forms of zinc, different forms of magnesium. What kind of zinc should you take? So there's zinc malate, there's zinc, let's see, glyconate, which is magnesium malate too, magnesium glyconate. Those two are really good ones. And they're more bioavailable to the body. You mean zinc, your body absorbs them better? Yes. Okay. And zinc oxide, um, that's actually the, you absorb less than 1%. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So there's, there's just different forms with, um, you know, these different vitamins and minerals and things like that. So just people just don't know. And it's cheap, right? Zinc oxide is cheap. So <laughs> if you go to Costco and you're buying, you know, zinc and 50% of it is zinc oxide and bottles costing you, you know, 15 bucks. Well, you're paying for what you get. You right. Know? Sure. So, um, yeah, so we just like to educate people on the podcast on you know, different, different forms of vitamins and minerals and, you know, just different topics, everything under the wellness umbrella. We've had financial wellness on there as well. What has owning happy whole you changed you? Oh my gosh. So much. How so? I'm way more patient. Okay. I believe I'm more patient with, <laughs> with people. Um, and then I've realized that we are all so much alike. Right. We are, I mean, when it comes to the root of humans, everybody wants to 
feel important and they are every person is important in their own way right. everybody wants to feel love everyone wants to feel safety um, and so you know it doesn't matter if I have a 10 year old in my office or if I have you know an 80 year old in my office those things don't really change um, and people want to feel like they're being heard um, I get a lot of clients that they've gone to a practitioner and they've been having the same symptoms and the same issues over and over and over. And sometimes I've heard this many times, you're my last resort, right? Right, sure. <laughs> and I always tell them like, you're your first resort. Like right. they've given their power away for their health. Mm. And the thing is, is our body is not you know, separate from us. Our body is our vessel and we need to fill it up and we need to take care of it. And, you know, we've been in the Western world, we've been really taught that, you know, someone in a white jacket is the person that determines our health. And that's not true, right? So um, I love meeting with people and giving them permission because it's like almost like they need permission to take their power back, right? And to support them and to help them and to remind them that, because they'll come and they'll say, I feel like I'm crazy, right? I'm like, well, we all have a little level of crazy, <laughs> right? But, you have to be crazy to be sane, yes. <laughs> yeah, but, um, but they know, they're, they do. They've been led to believe that they're like, I feel this in my body and I've been told it's in my head that I'm, cra that I'm crazy and that this isn't going on. Right, because it's not coming up on blood work or whatever. Right. And it's like, no, you're not crazy. Your body is talking to you. Let's dive into that, right? So um, I just get so much joy out of what I do with helping people. Um, I had a gal message me the other day. She's like, I've lost myself for years, and thank you. I'm, like, finding myself again. Like, how amazing is that? Sure, <laughs> like, sure, sure. It's sure. amazing. So. Is, is that why you wrote the book? Wrote your book, I should say? Um, so my book, Stop Bullying Yourself, I wrote that, gosh, I can't even, six, seven years ago, I think. Uh -huh. um, so when I wrote that book, I wrote it because I actually started writing it for my children. Okay. It was like a PDF document, or right. not a PDF, a Google document. Okay. And I just started writing because I thought, you know, if this depression was something that um, I was born with, or if it was something that happened to me, bottom line is I've really been working through it. I'm becoming more and more happy every day, I'm going to write up something for my children so they can have tools and ways to reprogram their brain and to help them if they ever deal with this. And then I sent it to my sister who's a counselor and a couple other people and they're like, uh, this needs to be in a book. I'm like, a book? Really? <laughs> Me? So then anyway, so then we turned it into a book and then I recorded it on Audible so I can read the book right to you. And um, yeah, it's just a really great personal growth book. Um, from the aspect of giving the reader the opportunity to heal themselves and to help themselves. And so, yeah, my next book is going to be even more on the spiritual side, the frequency side, the energetic side, because this is more of like to do's. And so, um, just different, you know, when you think about things like six, seven years ago, it was very different than how I am today. Right. right? But the foundations and the principles and all that are pretty similar. At the end of the day, at the end of the work week, mm -hmm. what do you get from your business when you've locked the door and you've gone home? Oh, wow. Honestly, like, I feel like I'm living my purpose. Okay. Which feels so good. Awesome. I can't even, gosh, 
I, I'm not gonna get emotional, but I think for the longest time, I felt like I was in a rat race, right? Like get, you know, get this certain type of job, do this, and these expectations that, you know, I, I know now my father had put on me, right? Um, and what society puts on you, right? Like what I do with people is very hard to define, number one. Sure, it's messy. And yeah, and it's working with people on their brains and their bodies and um, it's not traditional. It's not, it's not what we do here in the Western world. And so I do things differently and that's not always accepted in our society. And so, but I've gotten to the point where I can stand in my truth and I know I'm living my purpose and I'm just, I don't, I, I no longer apologize for, maybe my weirdness or whatever it is that, you know, people may say, or I, I mean, I have no idea. I, we've had, we have great clients. So I get so much <laughs> great feedback, but, um, I do know that what we do and when people first come in, it's like, Oh, this is different, you know, but they know when people come through those doors, they feel different already. We don't even have to do anything. They already feel a difference. And so I think at the end of the day, it's like, I'm just so proud of, one, getting a business like this up and going in Bakersfield. Um, and then that I just get to be a part of helping people heal within. Because when we heal what's going on within us, people around us start to heal. And it's just that ripple effect, and it's really powerful. If visioneers want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Uh, they can email me at info at happy whole you. They can reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram and, or they can come down to 2611 F street and get a tour and check out all the fun things. Website. Happy whole you.com. Very good. And I'll be right back with my final thought. Your face is your brand. Portraits are important because you need to be the face of your business. Whether you're the business owner, you offer a product or service, you need to put that out there. It's the representation of your company. You can find Red Crane Portraits online at redcraneportraits.com. I'm also on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. You can call us at 661-243-0931, or you can email me at shauna at redcraneportraits.com. Your face is your brand, so call Red Crane Portraits today. A take on the wisdom of Dostoevsky. In the tribes of Polynesia, there's a rite of passage where the tribe member has to walk across a bed of hot burning coals to reach the other side. Like Dostoevsky once said, to live is to suffer. Now this seems rather harsh and kind of difficult and not something that any of us really want to do. But in order to achieve the goals that you want and have the fruits of labor that you want, you too are going to have to walk across a hot bed of coals. So if you're going through your day, you're finding that things are not going the way that you want to, or things aren't going the way that you plan to, remember, in order to get to your goals on the other side, you too have to walk across a hot bed of coals. I hope you enjoyed our conversation this week with Anna Marie Frank, the owner of Happy Whole You, and I hope you join us here on Small Business Celebration again next week. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you might find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. That's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. 
If you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to the Small Business Celebration podcast at itunes.com forward slash small business celebration and give us a five star review. Also, if there's a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.